0: Okay, I'm doing another one of these in the car I'd like to sit down But right now I am moving from Orlando to Atlanta So I don't have my computer Or anything set up I've been meaning to do one of these more often I just You know, I'm moving and all that It's a little ridiculous Anyways (sighs) I was talking with my therapist You know, just 30 minutes ago or so And I, I guess I kind of wanted to reiterate how I felt and all that. And, um, you know, right now in my life, um... <sighs> oh, Jesus. Uh, right now in my life, I'm working on my relationship with my mother... And that's a really hard relationship to work on because it, it hurts to work on that relationship it hurts a lot there's a lot of pain in that relationship and what kind of brought this up was that um you know I would say when was it month no today is Monday this was Friday this was Friday what happened was, uh, you know, my sister is moving into the, into the house, so there's boxes everywhere. My ma- mother's already in. My dad is up in Atlanta because he had surgery, so he's been staying up here too. And now I, you know, have to have to I'm painting my room and all of this stuff. So there's just a lot going on, and there's not a lot of room in the house right now, so... The only place I can really sleep, because my room's being painted, I can't sleep in there, is in our extra little office area. And, you know, I locked the door because I'm an adult and I want privacy, and also I sleep naked, so um, I don't want anybody to walk in on me. And what happened was, I went to take a shower and I shut the door, and I took the shower and I came back and I was just in a towel, and the door was locked because it has a key on it, and... Then my mom just blew up, like blew the fuck up. It was insane. She just started started yelling at me. She started talking about how fucking stupid I am. How can you fucking lock yourself up? I mean, that's so stupid. You know, I, she she reiterated this, which she said to me all through my childhood. Is like, you're fucking going to prison one day. And then she would say, I can't imagine anybody else, you know, wanting to be with you if this is how you act. And and just, you know, this went on for an hour while I was in a towel. I, I couldn't get in the room for an entire hour because we couldn't find the key. She kept looking for the key. And um, And what happened was, you know, when this happened, she starts blowing up and berating me and yelling at me. And. And she was so piercingly loud. I mean, every, everyone in the house would just listen to this and I heard this. And So what I did when the door, when I first saw the door was locked, is I went and got my lock picks. Um, you know, I'm not really good at picking locks, but I have them and I can pick a couple and I'm trying to get better. So I start picking it open and she keeps fucking berating me and, I, and I'm getting just more and more mad and, and like it's insatiable. Like, the things she's saying for in a solid hour, like, I, I felt so torn down, like, so worthless, so, like, I'm such a piece of shit, like, I'm so, no one's gonna fucking love me, no one's gonna want, like, um, and so anyways, in this hour, I pick open the lock, but I pick it to the right. And in order to unlock the door, you, you have to turn the key to the left or pick it to the left. So I, I couldn't fucking open the door. And um, so I had to relock it and try again. But, you know, part of it's like that was kind of a hard lock to pick. And it was really testing my abilities. I wasn't that good. Um, and then also she, you know, she kept yelling at me. And one thing she did is, is my dad was there. And he's like, well, just, you know, I'll pick it open. Like, just... He's talking to me. Um, or he's saying that I, me, will pick it open. Not him. That I will pick it open. And um, she's like, oh, no. I can't pick it open, you know. Because I've tried and I can't do it. Just, like, like taunting me, basically. I, I, that might be confusing with the pronouns. But basically she's just taunting me. Saying that I, that I couldn't do it. And I, I felt myself just, just building up just getting madder and madder and more angry and, and just frustrated because it's like, what happened was that I just accidentally locked myself out of a room. That's it. That's all that happened. Like, it's such not... I was just like, this is not a big deal. I don't want to have to go through this. I I just don't have the energy to have to deal with this right now. I'm so... Done. I just want to get clothes on and just fucking leave. Like. Um... And, and I got so mad I, I started being really forceful and I, I broke my lockpick. Like, so at that point there's no fucking way that I was going to be able to open up that stupid door and... You know... So when, so that happens. We get really mad. I get really mad. And I try everything to make her just stop. But she just... She's constant. She keeps berating me, keeps yelling at me, keeps telling me how worthless I am. So I left for a while and I got in my car and I started calling my sister and we talked about about what just happened. I mean, I I say this, I don't want this to sound like I'm just labeling somebody as something because I I... I You know what? Honestly, my mom does that. Um, My mom just labels people narcissistic or, oh, you're just a fucking piece of shit. You're such a narcissist. No one's going to fucking love you. I don't want somebody to think that that's what I'm doing. I'm just labeling her. But what that was, was just abuse. Just emotional abuse and and I'm I'm looking back and it's like this isn't the first time that this has happened. I mean I, I can count so many times in my life where if I did anything she didn't even like then I would just be worthless. She always said this to me. She said, "I can't imagine anybody who's going to want to, who, who would like you. I can't imagine that anyone who would ever like you." And and she would always she'd always say, "Oh, You're, you know, someday I'm going to wake up and you're going to go to prison. And all of these just horrible, horrible things. And um, I've done a lot of of thinking about that. Um, And about how me and my sister were raised in that environment. And and I looked up different ways that kind of how emotional abuse affects children... And, you know, first thing that came up was it affects children in different ways. And then also, one of the ways it affects children is by stripping all of their self-esteem away from them. All of it. And making them feel like they're walking eggshells. Making them not want to do anything to cause their parents to blow up. Or, you know, um, they they want to, you know, they, they lose all their self-esteem. Um, worth pretty much and I was reading this and I was like this is my sister to the T I mean so many she doesn't have any self confidence and it's it's so disheartening to see that she just feels like she can't do anything and that she's worthless and and the other thing so so me and my sister were exposed to the same stimulus which was my mother a berating us and telling us how worthless we are and, and you know it's more than just her saying this it, it's it's these condescending tones It's whenever I, I do something or Kat does something that we're like this is so cool she's like oh okay and, and it's like she doesn't validate any of our feelings or accomplishments or and um so anyways me, me and my sister were exposed to the same stimulus but I think we reacted in two different ways I think Kat shut down and she lost her self confidence and and what I did is, is, I I lost my self-confidence too. But instead of shutting down, I, I became the abuser. Is that I started doing some of the same things that my mother has done to me. She would tear me down and she would make me feel worthless, like I'm never gonna be loved, like nobody will ever like me, like I'm gonna be alone, and so, you know I'd, I'd push people away and I'd, I'd tear them down I I felt so bad about myself that I would I would condescend other people I would scoff at them I'd be like oh that's stupid I wouldn't say it directly but I'd, I'd act like it I'd ignore their ideas I wouldn't validate their accomplishments I felt like when they were accomplishing things they were attacking me you know and and, and what I'm doing isn't as extreme as what my mother's doing, and I think part of that is because I've had a lot of self—I have a lot of self-awareness to where I can see parts of that, but I—I I still do the same shit. I try and make myself feel better by partially tearing other people down, and and I—I I feel like I—I can remember times where I've done that to my sister. Where I, what I do is I'll. In order to make myself feel better, like I'm worth something, I'll compare myself to her, and be like, "Oh, I'm better at you in this specific fucking thing," Mm -hmm. and I'll feel better. But but then, you know, when I do that, she feels worse because she feels like, "Oh, well, I'm I'm not better than you. Like, oh, you're just a fucking know-it-all. Like, you just fucking know everything, and I don't know anything." It's like, you know, I just there's there's so. Much in this relationship to unpack. There's so fucking. There's so much pain, and I feel it. And and I feel like so many parts of my personality that I hate and despise, like, are because of this. You know, because of all this, this pain and. And it hurts. It really hurts. So, and I'm, I'm afraid of it. Honestly, I'm afraid to talk about this relationship. And after me and my mom had this whole thing, I talked to her about it. And, and one thing that I went in there and said was that, I want to tell you about all of the ways that I hurt you. And I said that because what I really wanted... First off, I I wanted her to feel like I am not just against you. Like, I know I have issues. I'm not a saint. I don't ever want to be a saint. You know? But also, I just wanted her to do the same to me. I just wanted to hear her say all the ways that she hurt me. And I talked to my therapist, and he said, what I really wanted is I wanted an apology. But I never got one. I never got an apology. I never heard. And I'm sorry. What happened is she just kept deflecting. Like she... I I re-spoke some of the things that she said. I said, you sat there and called me worthless. Worthless. Said that I can't imagine anybody would ever want to be with you or like you, or that I and I think you're gonna to go to prison. And and she used every word in the dictionary except for I'm sorry. I, I she just kept deflecting taking responsibility by coming up with all these stories and talking about all these other things. And and then what she would do is she'd twist it so that. You know, her saying those was my fault because I locked the door and I was, you know, I just don't think is what she would say. She said, oh, you just don't ever think. And then I, I forgot the key and it's like, it's like so frustrating because I feel like I'm trying so hard. And it's not just this one time. I've been trying for fucking years. Trying, I'm, I'm pushing it, and it's not just me. It's everyone. It's my dad. It's my sister. We're trying so fucking hard to make us happier, so hard. And it's really my like. I just see my sister. She's just want. She's trying, and she keeps pushing, and but my mom is so resistant. Like, I'm at the point where I've given up. Like the reason I'm trying is because my sister. Wants it. She's she's pushing to just make us fucking happier. To, to, to work through all this. And it's so frustrating to sit there and just see somebody not fucking want to try. Not to look at themselves. Like... <sighs> and, um you know, I talked to my therapist about another thing that I said to my mom. And I said, um, you know what I think it is? Is I think it's that you have trauma. You have the same traumas that I have. And that's why you tear us down. I think, well, you know, maybe not the whole reason. I think that's part of it. I think you have traumas and it's showing and I related to it because I did the same thing. I had traumas. I mean, you know, that were caused by me being tore down and I tore down other people. And I never, never want to do that. I never want to make people feel worse about themselves. I don't. I really don't. But I felt so bad about myself. I would tear the people down. And and when I was doing it I wouldn't even think that I was doing it it just made me feel better that's it it just made me feel better and then I felt like oh obviously I'm right I was so blind to it and uh, and you know when I said that our entire body changed And she physically revolted, and she she curled up, and she just she moved, she she pushed herself backwards, and her face, she shut her eyes, and she you know smashed her face and turned away. Like, no, that's not it at all. The most revolting action, I guess you would say. And I told I told my therapist that, and he said, you know what, you just did, you just hit a the nail right on the head and that I think you know it's he's like that I think that's exactly what it is that she has so much trauma that that she just bottled up and and another thing she said she said uh, (laughs) she said you know what I do is i bottle everything up and then when i get really mad to the point it all just spews out and when i said that i saw my therapist reaction just and, and amazed me he's like she said that yeah and and it's you know it's frustrating cuz i like i just i i'm having to I'm having to push my mother to get mental help because she has so many mental issues that she's not going to push herself. I shouldn't have to fucking do that. I shouldn't have to fucking do that. She's my fucking mom. Why the fuck do I have to sit here and fucking babysit her? She's my fucking mom. She's my mom. Why the fuck do I have to sit here and try to help her? Like, what? Like, what <laughs> it's just at the end of the at the end of my therapy session, I said one other thing is that my mom said that that she would go to therapy, and the reason she said that was because. What happened when we got really mad at each other and she kept berating me and wouldn't stop is I took her phone. I took it. And I I, I want to say this as an explanation, not as an excuse. Because what I should have done, first off, is gone out of the situation. That's really it. I should have gotten out of the situation. Um, I shouldn't have taken her phone and the reason i shouldn't have taken her phone is because it wasn't really pertinent to the conversation and i was acting emotionally and i wasn't thinking and and i'm just causing more harm than i'm fixing i'm not really helping the situation it's it's just i don't even know what it it made me feel like i had more, i had some i have some control cuz so So I think the reason I did it was because I felt like I didn't have any control. Because I kept telling her to stop and she just wouldn't stop. And so I took it to get control, any amount of control in the situation. And I was still really mad about it. And she, you know, freaked out because she couldn't find it. She kept calling me like, where is it? And I lied. I straight up lied. And I said, I don't know. I knew where it was. I knew exactly where it was. And I knew that I had taken it. And I think I lied. Because I was so mad. I was so hurt. You know, I, I don't want to do that. I don't want to lie. But anyways, she called me and she said, I'll tell you what. If you tell me where it is, I'll go to a therapist I'll go to you I'll go to your therapist and then we can have a therapy session together. And I said yes. And I'm just thinking back on that like like I think I don't know and I don't want to accuse her but I it, it just seems like she's using that as a bargaining chip. Her getting better as a bargaining chip you know to to get things now to be fair it was hers and i i should have taken it but you know it just it just felt so i i said yes because i just wanted to go to therapy and i wanted to get help and i because when she gets help she will be happier she like i see this fucking she's so depressed i see so much pain i see so much fucking pain and, and all this pain just comes out, and it affects me, and it affects my, my dad, and my sister, and all of us. And it, it just makes our family so shitty. And I just want to fix it. But I feel like she's just using it as another tool. Another bargaining tip. Like, she doesn't actually want to get help. She just wants to... I don't know... just it's so frustrating so frustrating because I just look at it and I'm like are you like if you just fucking got help do you know how much fucking happier you could be you're so miserable you're so depressed it's not that fucking hard it's not that hard and I told my therapist that and I said it's not that fucking difficult just go to therapy. Get fucking help. And he said, you know, it is It is that difficult. It is really difficult. It's so hard. And I slowed down and I said, well, you know, I, I think the reason I say that is because I've been through it all. You know, I have. Gone through all the therapy, and and you know at the time it it hurts to go through it, and it and it it is it is hard. It's so difficult to 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 do it, but once you get on the other side, you're like, oh my god, like I'm so much happier, and it it's not that much work to make you so much happier. You know, you just have to feel what you feel. And then recognize it, and then accept. You know, think about it and process it, and then adapt. Like it's, it's just this simple process. It's such. It's so. Just lay it out in four little things, and and I think I feel that way because I know how to do that now. I've done it before. I've done it. You know, but it, it's frustrating to look at somebody who hasn't and you just know the steps for them to take to make them to make them happier like like honestly if you if, if she gets better the person who's going to affect the most is her not me i mean it will yeah everyone in the family it'll make us all way better but it'll affect her it'll make her happier like it, it's self improving it's but she's just so resisting to make herself better It's just... I don't know. I hope... I hope you like my therapy sessions. (laughs) With myself. And, you know, I put these online. I don't fucking know if anyone ever is gonna hear it. I think what'll happen is, like, one person one day is gonna listen to it and be like, oh my god. I, I... relate or like a writer is going to listen to it I'm like oh my god look at it i'm just giving someone insight I guess, into my emo- I guess into my emotions because i would really enjoy listening to something like this i think just i, I just want to get so past that surface level and just listen to it just the, the despair and the pits and the self-awareness and the i think i'd really enjoy some of it so that's why i put it online but i don't know if anyone's ever going to hear it and you know there are some things that I admit omit because I'm kind of ashamed of things I've done in life you know so even this as raw as I try to be I guess I'm talking to a person who's listening if, if it's gotten worse it's gotten worse for me too like I've done... I have shame. I really have shame. I've done shitty things. You know, I'm not even close to... uh, One of my mom's biggest... I have two thoughts that just came in simultaneously. The first is... uh, uh, One of the biggest things my mom is upset about with me is that I... She feels like I take over spaces and I don't respect boundaries and I don't think I do and... you know, I think part of the reason is because our entire household didn't really respect boundaries. And that's been an issue that both me and my sister have had to deal with. And, and you know, I am arrogant and I do all these things. The other thought that I had is that I want I want to make one of these episodes where I just go through every single one of my failures my regrets my painful moments I want to do this for a minute because it's like I, still, I guess I'm still talking to the person listening to this like if you know so many people put these perfect images of who they are and I feel like I fall for it. You know, I look at someone and I'm like, wow, you know, I'm such, an, I'm such a piece of shit compared to you. And not, I, I don't see as many people talk about their failures. Now the one thing I, uh, one video I did see, which I adored so much, was a talk by the creator of Patreon. And it was the same premise. And it was about all of his failures. All of his, and I just, I was astonished watching it. Like, I was astonished with the self-awareness and the and the growth and the, you know, the, this clarity of mind that he has listing all these. This, this, you know, ability to be so vulnerable in, in front of so many people. I mean, it was a talk. I mean, there were people right in front of him. It's not just me sitting by myself talking to a fucking microphone. You know, I respect, I just respected that so, so, so much. So, I want to do something similar and talk about all my failures. And, you know, I don't, no, I don't, I know I don't have a ton of success right now, but, um, I got a couple things, I guess. So, anyways, um,. Talking to myself again. <laughs> I love you. You know, there's one more thing I, I do, I do kind of want to talk about is is uh, I got a job at that prop shop, and um, you know, I, I I'm thinking back to how I got that job, and and this, the, and I'm also thinking back to this TED talk that I heard, which talks about the most important factors of success. And through all of this research and all of these studies, he found his conclusion was that the most important factor of success was timing. And I think the reason that I got this job at this prop house wasn't because I'm so good at negotiation or I'm so good at convincing people or selling people or any of this other bullshit that I tell myself to make me be like, oh, I'm so skilled and all this shit. I think the reason is because after I got the job, I talked to the owner and he said, yeah, I've been thinking about doing this. I've been wanting to do this. And he recently just bought the business and and he, he needed an inventory because it's so inefficient right now. He already wanted to do it. And I came in front of him and said, I could do this. Before he asked, that's why I got it. Not because I'm skilled, not because I can sell them, none of that shit. Because he was thinking about it. It was a new business. He couldn't pay anybody else. He couldn't get, you know, a big company to do it. And at that right moment, I came and I said, I can do it for you. Not only that, but I proposed it to him. You know, what he was already thinking. I proposed it to him. And, and that's another thing back to that Patreon thing part of the reason I like that so much is because I already thought of that idea beforehand and I think it, it just kind of reinforced the fact that it was a good idea or reinforced my thoughts about it or, or whatever and, and that's why I liked it so much independent of if it actually was a good talk or not so I think when somebody already has an idea and then they don't Tell you that idea and then you present that idea to them, they like it more than if you just try and sell them on some shit they're not even thinking about, you know. So I think in order to become a film director or anything, I just need to keep that in mind. And and I think I need more research or thought, I guess, but how to best utilize that. There, There has to be tactics I can do to figure out what, basically, productions want right now. Like, there's got to be something, like, because the people who I'm selling are producers with money. I need to figure out what they want and and figure out how to make it good, right? Find the right producer who's going to want something good and then sell them on that and bam, they're going to hit yes. Then if I make it good, bam, I'm going to get another job. That's how I got to do it. I just got to find out what they already want and then make a really fucking good version of that. And then, bam. That's how I fucking do it. That, yeah. I mean, that makes so much fucking sense. I can extrapolate that to how things have been and, and it lines up, you know. That's what I have to do. I have to find out what Hollywood wants. And then make a really fucking good version of, it. not even what Hollywood wants right now, what Hollywood will want in the future. And I think the way I can do that is because Hollywood works most like most corporations on on past trends, right? They do market research and all this, and they're always like on it a little bit and they actually lag behind a bit because they they make movies that will make a bit money but they're going downhill you know they they really milk every last drop out of the cow um, but I don't think it's too hard to see the trends that are coming so if I just see the trends that are coming before Hollywood exactly has a chance to make it then I'll have enough time to develop uh, a good story and script you know when when Basically, it's like superhero films, okay? Um, You know, you could look at superhero films back in 07 and be like, holy shit, this made so much money. And it looks like Marvel was making a lot more. So if you started in 07 writing a great superhero script for the Marvel Cinematic Universe, then you could sell it to them in, I don't know, 2013, 2014, 2015, around the peak of the Marvel you know, superhero thing. They're gonna already want that. You're gonna present it to them. It's the same kind of principle, right? And then when you do it at the peak, they're gonna they're gonna say fucking yes because guess what just came out fucking Black Panther. You know, Civil War, Mar- all these other Marvel movies. They made shitloads of money. So they're they're gonna yeah, your yours movies. It's it's fucking good. It'll make us a lot of money. Bam, right? And then if you make it good. You'll hit the the last wave of that kind of thing uh that fad maybe not fad but that series and then uh, then that's how you kind of get your first shot the other option which I still would want to do is I have a bunch of ideas for different kinds of films that i um uh that are very artistic and and grungy and you know a little bit of fun a little bit of flavor but very self aware and all these types of things and, and those would be those would probably go the like film festival route and that kind of thing so anyways um, okay this one's been like what an hour <laughs> this one's been a minute 36 minutes alright I gotta put this one online, too. I think I put the last one online. I'm, like, pretty sure. I hope I did. Eef. I gotta put this one online. I love you. I really do. Um, I hope you, you listen back to these and just see how you've grown up and how stupid I am right now. You're Dude, you're gonna listen to these and be like, wow, this fucking person's a fucking retard <laughs> not a retard you can be like this person's a fucking idiot I mean yeah obviously dumbass <laughs> all this shit <laughs> I I know I say this every time I just can't wait to see you grow up and what you're gonna become not me not me right now cause I have so many flaws it's insane but me in the future I think me in the future is gonna be pretty, pretty fucking cool. Um, I, I don't know if that's narcissistic. I really don't. I don't care, honestly. Um, I just, I just know it. I know you're gonna be so fucking happy and so ready, and and just you're gonna look back and and just. You know what I'm really trying to do right now, though. <laughs> And I'm really trying to enjoy it. You know, I, I focus a lot on results. Um, but right now, I'm, I'm really just trying to enjoy the journey. Because I know that the majority of the time is going to be the journey and not the destination. And so if I learn to enjoy the journey, then it won't be time ever wasted. Even if I'm not a multi-millionaire movie director right now i just enjoy the journey then i'll look back and be like i didn't have to be a multimillionaire movie director i could just be happy and then you know of course i i have this drive to do it because i love it i fucking love it telling these stories exploring these emotions and these minds and and creating i love creating so much um yeah and, and I, I know I love growing and becoming a better version of myself. And so I know that you're going to be a better version of myself. You're going to be so much better. And you're going to be so much wiser and have all these little shitty events happen. And and all these complex thoughts about yada. And they're all going to be based on your experiences. I'm so excited for it. I'm so fucking excited. I'm I'm excited. I love you a lot. And I think you're going to be... Really great. Maybe that's really narcissistic. I'm thinking about this. I'm like, is this like super narcissistic? or Because I'm talking to myself. But then again, in my defense, right? I don't know if this is a valid defense. But in my defense, it's myself in the future. So like it's not myself now. Myself now has plenty of flaws. I, I, I would say I have a bit... I'm narcissism, not narcissistic personality disorder. I know I don't have that, but a, a bit of this grandiose sense of self. I would say I, I'm confident in my abilities, um, and I think part of that comes from emotional abuse. Sorry. <laughs> that, oh, that must have been horrible. It must have been horrible to listen to. Oh, I'm so I'm sorry. Part of that comes from emotional abuse. Um, you Can't blame all of that on it. You know, it's more of an explanation than an excuse. Let me reiterate that. I don't care. I don't care if it's narcissistic. Fuck it. It's a little bit narcissistic. I'm just excited for who I'm going to become. <laughs> Anyways. I love you. Dude, I I fucking... I, I Can I just wrap this shit up? I dragged this shit out for so fucking long. All right. Bye. I love you. I adore you. I, well, I'm, I'm done. <laughs> Bye.